Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Thank you for having another listen, guys. Just before we get into the show, just want to talk to you about a new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products in lunchrooms, reception desks, and they are in more than 25,000 workplaces in Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the largest direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you want to take a look at this, the link will be below in the description, but guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, guys, the NBA is back. You will be hearing this the day of the NBA first schedule games. Guys, I can't wait. I'm fucking so G to get into it, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, we're back for another episode, guys. Just before we get into the episode, I do appreciate you guys listening to the most previous one. That was a really good one for me, a special one for me. I had Coach come in and interview me. That was a really good one. We could have done that for more, you know, two, three hours. You know, we didn't really touch on any of the lane stuff. Maybe possibly later in the year, that could be a podcast for discussion. But yeah, guys, I do appreciate you guys listening to that. It was one of the most listened ones we've had so far in a long, long time. But guys... The NBA is back. I'm, I am so happy. I'm so G, I'm so ready for it, to be quite honest. I haven't really watched a lot of preseason. That's why I haven't really had any preseason takes or anything like that. Because I do believe preseason is important. But I think like the, like a team like LA Lakers, I don't think they won a preseason game or something like that. So like, it just shows you that like it's not. It is important for some teams, like a like like teams like a, you know, teams that are that are building. You know, maybe a team like. And Memphis Grizzlies is important so they can build on the momentum. But I'm not too worried about preseason. We're going to talk about some teams that I'm really impressed with. But I just want to get first off, I haven't talked about Kyrie and his situation. And it's not because I don't like it, I dislike it, this, that. I just think it, it is a very different subject. And it's, for me, I, I really don't mind what he's doing. You know, at the end of the day, he's standing up for what he believes in. And that's something that I can respect as a person that you know, respects on his beliefs and his, and, and what he feels is right. I, I, I'm happy with him to do that. You know, if if I was a Brooklyn fan, I wouldn't be happy though because, you know, you want your best players to play and it would be very hard, you know, for a, a fan like Brooklyn because I don't really have any fa- people that I know that are fans of Brooklyn. You know, maybe if they win this, you know, the comp, you know, bandwagon fans, but it would be hard for me to go for, a, go for Brooklyn and my best player doesn't want to play. And I look, I get it. If he doesn't want to get the vaccine, that's that's fine. I'm pro-choice. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. If you want to get it, get it. Cool. But at the end of the day, push comes to shove. I'm, I, I, I just don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, not play because he can get traded to another team and, you know, he can definitely go and play, you know, someone like here in San Antonio in Texas where he can play any amount of games, you know, especially home games because they have no laws. But at the end of the day, New York has a law and you, and you can't be there if you're not vaccinated. And I just think... You know, I think it's just it's tough because he's in such a situ he's in a situation where if he plays, they are the best team in basketball flat out. Like they are that good. It's insane. Their depth is amazing. They have everything on this on their, you know, on on the path for them to be a successful team and win the competition. So it would be hard for me to see him not get vaccinated throughout the season. I do believe that it's gonna be possibly, you know, 
what in time goes longer. New York might not have the rule where you don't have to be vaccine. You know, that there can be rules and stipulations, but I just find it super tough. And I know that they've gone their separate ways at the moment, but I think the best thing for, 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 MB, for the NBA is for Kyrie to play. And I think it is definitely the best thing for the Brooklyn Nets because he is their third best player. But in saying that, he could be some team's best player. That's how good he is. And I think people underestimate and forget how good Kyrie is. He's one of the most skilled players I think we've ever seen. He might have hit the biggest shot in NBA history apart from Ray Allen's game six, three-pointer in the corner in the 2013 NBA final. So he's that big of a player. I just love what he does. But at the end of the day, he's standing up for what he believes in. And you can't you can't get mad at a person for that. Because there's plenty of people that you know have been in the world that say they want to do something, they'll stand up for it. But when push comes to shove, they'll fold. So I am I am appreciative of what he's done. I do hope that he comes back and play. He comes back and plays because as a basketball fan, I want to see the best possible basketball in general. You know, I I I think that watching Brooklyn will be the definition of today's era of basketball: run and gun, shoot the three, play fast, pace and space. You know smart, high IQ players playing the game. And that's what I'd love to see. So hopefully, Kyrie, if you ever hear this, which is hopefully, you know, if you, I, I think you should strongly consider it just based on the fact that you can go down as a legend. You can be immortalized as a player. But if you don't want to get it, I do respect what you're doing. And KD said it perfect. He said, look, Kyrie wants, Kyrie feels this way. The Nets feel this way. No point in being mad about it. That's what it is. So I just really like what they what Brooklyn's done. They said, you know what, you don't want to get it, don't come play. I think if he comes back and plays, because there was a report that he that, is, that they're not going to offer him an extension. If he comes back and plays, there's no doubt in my mind he wins the comp. He will sign an extension with the Brooklyn Nets. So I don't believe that off the top of my head. But yeah, I just think that if he comes back, mate, it's going to be really good for basketball and the NBA. But at the end of the day, I do respect his decision, and that's something that you know you can't you can't get angry with. I will, I do want to talk about just before we get into more of the 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 build up to the, the NBA season, the Ben Simmons saga. Now he is back in Philadelphia, and that's 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 fun. That's funny to me. It's funny to me because there was a guy's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not coming back. I don't want to do this. When push comes to shove, he had to fucking he didn't stand up for what he fucking believed in. And now look at him. He's back in Philadelphia, and I'm Philadelphia. I am looking to trade this guy asap. Trade him anywhere. He doesn't want to go. So like, yeah, apparently there was a report in what he's interested in Sacramento. Don't trade him there now. Don't trade him there. But in saying that, that is just a passion that maybe a Philadelphia will have. As obviously, the fans said, trade him anywhere. Trade him, the, trade him anywhere he doesn't want to go. But if you can get the best package for him somewhere, get the best package for him. Honestly, I think Philadelphia, they need to get an all-star in return. You can't not get an all-star in return or someone that can be proven to be an all-star. You know, if I if I am Philadelphia, a team I would look at is OKC. I'd be looking at OKC and be like, look, Shea for Ben Simmons. That could be just a straight swap now. You know, that could be a possibility. I know that the money would have to work, this and that, other players, but that could be a possibility. Or Ben Simmons, KP. You know, you need an all-star, all-star caliber player in return. And I just don't like, you know, the fact that Sacramento's getting put in the rumors, San Antonio's getting put in rumors, because there's no all-star caliber player on their team. I will say, if Darren Fox wasn't in Sacramento, I think he'd be an all-star, most likely somewhere. But in saying that, you need to get an all-star return for him. Obviously, we looked at uh, when Toronto and San Antonio did the trade. All-star for all-star, you know. Yes, San Antonio didn't get the best package, but they got an all-star in return, and they thought they got a really good player in Jakob Pertl. If they went and got someone like a Pascal Siakam, could have been completely different, because if we all know, Pascal Siakam is a very good player. Did take a bit of a digression here. 
here and there throughout this past two seasons, but I still think he's a very good player. But yeah, I just think you need to get an all-star return for him, and you need someone that fits. If I, I, I would be, I'd be seriously looking at Indiana. I would seriously be looking at Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert. Those are two players I'm high on, I really like. I think if Karis LeVert never got injured, and Karis LeVert never had, you know, you know, health problems, he would be an all-star in this league. Like, let's not forget, he, he was putting up 50 pieces, 30, 40 pieces on the regular. Like, he's a gun. He's a great scorer. It's a scoring league. And I think I'm... I think I'm really high on Indiana too. I might talk about them a little bit later. But I really like someone like Indiana. It's the best for both worlds. Now, Indiana, you get an all-star player. You can pair him up with DeMontis Sabonis. You know, that's a nice little piece there. You know, DeMontis can space it. Maybe you look at a Miles Turney. Maybe you look to flip him. But then you can just surround him like shooters. And the best possible destination for him to go to is still Golden State for me. Surround him with shooters. Let him play fast. Let him play free. Let him be the big player. You know, let him be there. But at the end of the day, they're not going to trade Draymond for him, and I just don't think that that's ever going to happen. I think if you're Golden State, look, I'm going to talk about Golden State later. I don't care about the Bison, but they're looking good. They are looking nice. My prediction is looking very, very good right now. We all know what my prediction is. But yeah, I think with the Ben Simmons situation, trade him. Trade him when you can. Hopefully his trade value goes up. Play him. Play him a heap of minutes. Get people to see what he's going to be like. See what his attitude's going to be like. Because if his attitude's on point, then teams will probably look to you know trade for him. But if his attitude's going to be shit then I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, personally. But that was my take on the Ben Simmons drama. Now, I want to talk about some teams in preseason, because I didn't watch a lot of preseason, but some of the preseason I watched, and just teams that I think are going to be really nice to watch this year. First team I'm going to talk about, I'm going to get them out of the way. I am high on the Golden State Warriors. Now, I didn't know Jordan Poole was going to come out and be Nelly, you know, the next, the next, you know, I don't even know. He could. He, he is looking really, really good, and I just think that that team especially with Clay Thompson out, they're going to be still really good. And the way I look at it for Golden State, they don't have to, you know, go, you know, 60% or 70%. They need to stay in that 500 range until Clay gets back. And if Clay gets back to 80%, 85%, 70%, man, I think they're so dangerous. I think they're a team that knows how to win, knows how to win in big situations, and a team that's not scared to verse big teams. We don't... People are forgetting... Golden State were the yardstick from 2015 to 2019. You know, that's five years. 2015 champions, 2016 finals, 2017 finals, 2018 finals, 2019 finals. Five years, they were the best team in the NBA, you know, over that span. So I just think that if you don't understand how good Golden State are going to be this year, I don't think you know basketball because James Wiseman, when he's not out, they're going to play Warriors basketball. Pace and space, free to move the ball, shoot three-pointers at a high clip. That's what they're good at, you know? And I just think that they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. And I really like Jordan Poole. I like all the acquisitions they've done. I really do. You know, I love the fact that they've got Moses Mooney. He's looking like a real good player. He's looking like a player that's going to fit in their system. I'm still high on Jonathan Kaminga. I think he's not going to get as many minutes and be the, the gun he could be or be in another situation where he can just go out and make all the mistakes, but he's going to be a player that comes in high intensity. Andre Iguodala, he is not the Andre Iguodala of old, but that's not what he's there to be. If he can be there and give you good spot minutes, maybe like a Sean Livingston, then that's an asset for you. The only one I'm not a bit if you're on is Bielitsa, but in saying that, if he can give you three, four minutes where he's gives good production, gives you nice, you know, couple three-pointers and play solid defense, which he's not great at, but if he can play a solid defense, then that's still a great signing too because you didn't get him for that much. I will say I would love to keep, I would love to see them keep 
Avery Bradley, but they've got a lot of players that I think that at the moment are a, bit, a little bit better than Avery Bradley. And if and if one one player that people are forgetting, if Otto Porter is healthy, he he will be an asset for this team, it, and, and it's not even a question. If he is healthy, he will be an asset for this team. So I'm I'm very high on Golden State right now as it sits. I will, no, I'm not going to talk about it now, but I will talk about you know how good I think they are. A couple other teams that have impressed me, the Chicago Bulls. I really like Chicago right now. I think they're going to be a really fun, exciting team, a very big league pass team for me. I really like the fact that, not even that they got DeMar there, but I really like the Lonzo Ball signing. I think that's the best signing that they've done in the past five to ten years in the Chicago Bulls. Because the way I look at it, now it gives Zach Levine less pressure to handle the ball at all times. And now it makes the defense focus on Lonzo because Lonzo might not be the player that people thought he was going to be in the NBA, but he can still be an all-star in this league, I believe. Because he's a super smart player, very high IQ. Now he's in a system where a coach backs him, believes him. When he played with Luke Walton, they didn't get along. And that's just a fact, you know. And, and when he went to New Orleans, he had Alvin Gentry, but, you know, he was in and out, still a bit injured, coming off the bench. And then when he had Stan Van Gun, he's still a little bit up and down. Now I think Billy Donovan, they want him there. They've given him that $80 million deal or $88 million deal. They want him there. And I think he's the clear-cut starting point guard. And I think that he's a super smart, smart signing for the Chicago Bulls. And if you haven't watched, they've got a nice little documentary on YouTube, Run With Us. Have a look at it. It's really, really good. It gives you the inside of Chicago and how they're trying to rebuild, but not tank to rebuild. And I like that because you've got to try to be biased sometimes. You don't want to be just like, well, it's not like not like an OKC in, in, in any perspective or any way, but they're going to be bad and they want to be bad to get draft picks and flip. Whereas Chicago, they were bad for a little bit, but they were still trying to get better and better and better. And I really like that, especially as a fan, because I don't want my team to be terrible every season. You know, if you're an OKC fan, you're basically written off this season. <clears throat> there's, there's no chance in hell that they're going to win the championship. So it's it's a, it's a tank season. And, you know, one of our good mates, Juice, of the show, he's an OKC fan. And, look, like, it's just it's just going to be tough if you're an OKC fan. They're still going to be a fun team to watch, if you ask me, because it's going to be a lot of nice youth, a lot of inexperience. And I think Josh Giddy is a much-watched player. But in saying that, I really do like Chicago. I really like what they're doing. I think DeMar DeRozan's office is a great signing. Alex Caruso, great signing. You know, they've got a, they've got about eight deep with Lonzo, DeMar, Zach, Patrick Williams, Nicola, Kobe White. They've got Caruso. I think Darius Jones Jr. can be a nice asset for them. Javante Green's been looking pretty good in preseason, if you ask me. I still think that they can look to get a backup big, but Tony Bradley's been pretty good at the moment. You know, I think, and they're going to be a team where, if I, what, what I believe is they're going to be that that fourth to sixth range or fourth to eight range. I think they're going to be a team where players, if they get bored out, are going to look to go there because they can go have an immediate impact and be in the rotation. And I think that's a team that can get better and better as the season goes along. I think they're going to be really, really nice. And I really like what Chicago is doing right now. Another team I do really like at the moment, and I'm up, and it's not to say that they've played great in preseason, but a team I'm interested to see is the New York Knicks. Because now they're not that team where, oh, they're the darlings of the NBA. You know, they've, they've overachieved. Now they have actual expectations. But the best thing, for if you're a New York Knicks fan, you've gotten better as a team. And that's just point blank. You've gone out, and I think you've you've done reasonably well. I think there's a couple of questionable calls. I think the most questionable one is Nerlens Noel, three-year 38 mil. I think that's a bit of a different signing, if you ask me, especially in today's era where the, where the center is a dying breed. And like him, as a player, as a dying breed, can't really shoot it or space it. But in saying that, he does a good job. He gets rebounds. He does a good job. He's, 
He does he does his role really well. Sorry, and the other signings that I really like, I really like Evan Fournier. I think if he's anything like the Olympics, Evan Fournier, they can space it, they can shoot it, they can be a real solid asset on offense. I'm high on him. I'm also like the punt that they took on Kemba Walker. Now a lot of people think, especially Ben Simmons thinks that he's he he's just not healthy enough, and there's sometimes he's not damaged goods, but he's a player where it looks better than what he actually is. And there's, I don't know if there's a player that I can think of at the moment, but maybe like uh, someone that, like, it's kind of like, you know, he can score 20 points, but he's going to let in 25. If that's like a good little instant, if that's like a good, uh, it's not a metaphor, but it, you get what I mean, right? Like, it's like, he's a good player, but he's also got negatives to him. And sometimes those cons might may outweigh the pros. But I still like the punt they took. He's only on $8 million a year, so I think it's a smart signing. And I and he wanted to be there, you know. You you want to have players that want to be there. I do like the sign of Alec Burks. I think he's a nice young piece. I mean, a nice piece for them. He's now fitted into his role where he's going to come off the bench, give you some scoring, give you some impact. I really want to see the progression of RJ Barrett. What can he be like this season? Can he take that step up and maybe be an All Star possible wing player in this league? Because I think there it, there can be. Two options for him. He can really go high and really push, or he can kind of flatline a little bit, just based on the fact that there's a lot more weapons in, in the Knicks team now, and he might not get as much touches. But if you're a Tom Thibodeau, I think you've got to maximize the touches for Julius. You've got to maximize touches for RJ, and you've got to look to get touches for Kemba a little bit. And I think that, that I would go on the first where I would say he will progress and he will get better and better. And I'm only looking for, I'm really looking forward to see the, the atmosphere that New York's going to have because it's now where people think they're going to be good and it can go two ways for them. They can either fold with it or they can really flourish in it. And I think the latter, I think they're going to flourish in it because I just really like what they're doing. I'm a believer in Tom Thibodeau as a coach. I know he can wear teams out and, you know, there's not jubilation. That's not the word. There's oh, question marks to some of his coaching aspects, but I do really like what he's doing there. So I, I'm a big fan of him. And I just think that New York, I don't know where they're going to fall. I think they can be from that fifth to eighth range. And I think the East has gotten better, so it's kind of a bit harder for them. But I do definitely think that they can be a playoff team. And I'm really happy, really high to see, really happy to see what they can do. Another couple of teams that I want to talk about that I like, and it's just crazy to say, I do like Sacramento. I really do like Sacramento. I'm actually liking that three-guard front that they're doing, but I'm just not sold on Luke Walton as a coach right now because the way I look at it, there's been reports where players don't like him. Like, but, but him and Buddy Hill don't get along. Like, there's there's something there. And I think, I'm listening to a couple of podcasts, you know, especially I love ben, uh, Bill Simmons and, oh, what's his name? Ryan Rosillo, whenever they're on together, either on the Bill Simmons podcast or the Ryan Rosillo podcast on The Ringer, they... They, they don't really love Luke Walton, but they think that he could get fired and maybe Alvin Gentry could be a coach in waiting. And I think that's not a bad idea. I think he's a good coach, Alvin Gentry. He he is an offensive-minded coach, and his defense is, isn't great as philosophies. But at the end of the day, there is a saying defense wins championships. But if you're a Sacramento fan, you just want to see him get into the playoffs. And if, 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 if Alvin Gentry can do that and Luke Walton can't, take Alvin Gentry because you can build. You know, if Sacramento, you don't, you don't. I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs this year, but I'm expecting them to be in the playoff hunt. I'm expecting them to possibly be in that play-in tournament. So I really think that they they are impressive. Davion Mitchell is going to be a really nice piece. If he can grow, he will be a good player. I am a big fan of Torres Halbert and De'Aaron Fox. I do still believe Marvin Bagley is going to get traded. I still do believe Buddy Hill is going to get traded. I think that's Givens. 
But if Marvin Bailey can turn it on, then they're going to be a really strong team. And then the last team, I'll, I, I don't know how good they're going to be, but I'm going to like to watch them. Minnesota, especially just because of Andrew, Andrew, Anthony Edwards, I like him a lot. I think he's a smart... I mean, he's either, I think he's a great young scorer. He's got a lot of personality. He's a guy that's very marketable for me, and I just would like to see what they do. Hopefully, they can get it together and they can become a, a smart, you know, a young team that's vibrant and fast because Minnesota has been the kind of team like where, where Sacramento, where they've just been terrible for the past, you know, 10 to 20 years, you know, and, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to be a team that's just, oh, we're just going to be in the NBA because we're in the NBA. No, you want to be in the a, NBA to win championships. That's my perspective. So I hope that they can get it together, and I hope just for their fan bases, because I've never really met, I've met one Minnesota fan, and I've never really met a Sacramento fan. I hope for those fan bases that they can get it together. Now, a couple of teams I'm not hyped on, and it's for good reason. I am not hyped on Cleveland right now, and I know there's a couple of people that are, but I don't know what they're going to do with Kevin Love. I don't know what they're going to do with Colin Sexton. I think there's two players that can, that can definitely be on the trade market. I'm not super sold on why they sign Larry Markkinen when they've got Evan Mobley and I think Evan Mobley is going to be a better player than Larry Markkinen and then they also got Jared Allen so you've got four legit bigs that probably can play anywhere maybe the worst player there might be Kevin Love right now you know so trade him he's on the biggest salary on your team you know Darius Garland he needs to take a step up I'm just I'm just I'm not a fan of what they're doing they might do what they did last year and just start really fast but I do expect them to flatline. I do expect them. I don't expect them to be good this season. And I think it's going to be a toll where the worse they get, like what are they going to do? Like it's just none of their draft picks have really panned out, you know, since LeBron's left there for the second time. So I just don't understand what they're doing. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I just I don't like what they're doing. I don't like anything about it. To be quite honest with you, I don't like Larry Markin and signing. I just don't. I'm not a fan right now of Cleveland. And I don't think I'm going to be wrong on that. I just don't like them. And they're not going to make the playoffs. I know that for a fact. And I think they don't want to pay Colin Sexton, obviously, because they don't believe he's going to be an all-star caliber player. So maybe look look at maybe a Philadelphia, maybe a Colin Sexton, maybe a a Kevin Love, maybe a, I don't know, a couple picks for him, you know? That can be an option. You like you just never know. But I'm I'm not sold on on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. And if you are a Cavaliers fan, I wouldn't be too thrilled for what you're going to anticipate for this season. Another team I am super low on right now, and I definitely believe they're not going to make the playoffs. And I definitely believe their marquee player will leave the Pelicans in the matter of years. And that is obviously a spoiler: New Orleans. I do not like anything of what New Orleans have done in the off season. They have not gotten better, and they have not kept the young core of Lonzo, Zion, and Ingram. I don't understand why they would let Lonzo not... I just don't understand why they'd let Lonzo go. Like, he got along with Zion. He got along with Ingram, your two best players. He can play in any system. He's an elite shooter. I just don't get it. And what, you're going to get Devontae Graham for him? That is a downgrade in the biggest aspects of basketball. Devontae Graham is not better than Lonzo Ball. So I, that's a downgrade. I will say, they, they do say, oh, we got off the, the salary cap of Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams. But at the end of the day, you paid those two guys and you traded for those two guys in. So you thought that they were smart acquisitions, where at the end of the day, you traded them. Now, I do want to say Jonas Valanciunas is an upgrade to Stephen Adams at the moment. But I just don't like New Orleans. And now that Zion's not going to be out, Zion's going to be out, I'm not a fan. 
and I'm not I'm not bashing Zion, but he's not looking fit, and that's a problem for me. That's a problem. They're not holding him accountable. You need to hold your best players accountable. If your best player comes in out of shape, what's that going to prove for your team? All your other players are going to follow because at the end of the day, he's the leader of that team, whether he likes it or not. So I'm not, I don't like New Orleans, and I think Willie Green has got a tough gig for him. And I think if he keeps, and if they keep doing a coaching carousel, which, they, which they've done in the past years, it's not going to be good for New Orleans. And they could be a team where, when push comes to shove, I'm sorry, Adam Silver said Las Vegas is a definite possibility for an NBA team. They could move to Las Vegas. You know, that could be a big draw. Zion in Las Vegas, a big market. You know, that could be a draw. And I just want to say, I don't see Zion Williamson signing with New Orleans long-term. I definitely think he might leave, and he could go to a team like Chicago. He honestly could. He could go to a team like New York Knicks. He could go to a team like Dallas, a team like Atlanta. You know, those are teams where I think that are on the up. Like, why would you want to be in New Orleans when they're not going to do anything? You know, he could go to a Charlotte and pair up with LaMelo. Like, there's so many opportunities for him. New Orleans is not a place where basketball has been successful, unfortunately. And I love New Orleans. You know, I've, I've, I've always wanted to go there. I love the culture and everything about New Orleans, but it's just, it's not working. And there needs to be something done. And I'm not a fan of New Orleans right now. And I thought David Griffin was a good GM, but some of the moves that he's done have been very average. Very, very average. So I'm not, I'm super low on New Orleans. And I hate to say it because I do like Zion. I think Zion's a really cool guy. He's a great person for the NBA. I think BI's a, a real good player. But they're just, it's just not going to be good for New Orleans. I do want to say, if New Orleans do do it right and they look, let's just trade Zion right now, get a massive return for him. Get a big, big return for him. And at the end of the day, maybe you can try to do it different. Maybe you can try to rebuild in a different way. Because I just think Zion would push up and shove. He doesn't owe that. He doesn't owe New Orleans anything, and he can just leave. He can just leave, and you know, people are like, no, oh, he can't, but he can. You know, this this is where you can leave if you want. AD left, Chris Paul left. Now people can just get up and leave. That they can just request trades. So maybe look, you know, a trade might not be the worst thing for Zion and New Orleans. Now I do want to talk about my final award predictions heading into the NBA season. Now I did do a podcast, you know, a couple of months ago. Now it's a bit early, a bit you know, premature, and you, if you can say that. But I will go, say, six men of the year right now, Derek Rose. I think he's going to be a really strong piece to them. I think he's one of the five players that will finish games for the, for the Knicks. I think you can maybe look at Kemba Derek, RJ Julius, and then maybe, I'm not too sure, maybe Alec Burks, maybe Evan Fournier. Where, you know, I'm not too sure that you can go super small. But I really do like, you know, Derek Rose for six men of the year. I think he's looking really nice. He's looking really comfortable in his role. And I think that's a real important thing for him. I think Defensive Player of the Year, because I think Golden State are going to be so good, I think Draymond Green might get it one more time. And I think that he is a player where if he if he is on, their defense is going to be so good. Like, it's just going to be so good. It's a fact. So I definitely believe Draymond Green can be that Defensive Player of the Year. I'll go Most Improved Player of the Year this year. I'm going to go RJ Barrett because I do believe he's going to have a really good season. I think that he can be a player that really looks to improve, really looks to take that step up. If it's not going to be RJ Barrett, for me, you know, you've got to look at teams where there could be players that really take that jump up. Maybe a Shea Gilgis-Alexander could be that possibility. But in saying that, he's going to have every opportunity to be, to be the best player. I'm just not too sure. You know, most improves are the one where I'm not super sure on. But I'll say RJ Barrett for the meantime. That's... 
you know, two New York Knicks that possibly could get awards in my eyes. I'll say rookie of the year, and I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty safe at the moment. I think it might be Cade Cunningham, but I'm not shocked in either him or Jalen. But I will say sleeper pick. I'm I'm going with it. Sleeper, sleeper, Josh Giddy. I do believe Josh Giddy could be six uh, rookie of the year this year. I really do like what he's doing. I think you know he's proving to me that. His basement is a Ricky Rubio type player, and that is not a bad thing to be in the NBA. Ricky Rubio has been getting paid in the NBA. He's been a starting player in point in playoff teams. I think it's a really really good sign. Six eight can is faster than what I thought. It's more athletic than what I thought, and he's adapting to the pace of the NBA at a higher clip than what I expected. So I really like him. Now we'll move on to MVP, and it is a wide open race. And there's two two players I'll, I'll put in there. I think Luka Doncic can definitely get it. And I think Bill Simmons said, you know, this might be the year where Luka just takes off. He just goes. You know, LeBron in 07. You know, LeBron did that in 07. You know, maybe a, a Curry in 2015. You know, maybe... Oh, I am... Re- I'm not I'm trying to think of players that just had insane runs. But I definitely think that he can have a run like that. So I definitely think he can be there. And then my second pick, which is probably the, the favorite pick I would take, I think Steph Curry has an absolute chance to get MVP. There's no other player in this league that's going to have a bigger green light, you know, or be on pace to have a bigger green light than him. So I think that, you know, he can really go and go hard this season. So I'm really looking forward to him. Now, I, I will do this. My finals prediction as it stands on the... 20th of October, because this is where this will, be, this will be released. I am going with the Brooklyn Nets, and I do believe Kyrie will be back by then. From the East and from the West, a lot of people are going to say LA, but I reckon Golden State have a really good chance. I'm going Golden State, and a lot of people might say, wow, but you got to look at the West is super open right now, and that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But I just I don't like taking the the prototypical answer of the oh, Buck, uh, Nets Lakers. You know I do think the Bucks are going to be really really close at the moment. I'll do Eastern Conference Finals Bucks Nets Western Conference Lakers Warriors, and I just think that it's going to be such an entertaining season this season, and we we we're going to have one of the best seasons in a long long time. There has been a lot of storylines. You know hopefully Ben Simmons can get traded. Hopefully Kyrie can come back. You know and I'm just super looking forward to it. So guys. I will go do one more prediction. The opening round games for the NBA, Bucks Nets. I have got a running poll right now on the page, Lanes Media. I'm going Nets to win one to ten, and then Lakers Warriors. I'm going Warriors to win one to ten. I think that they're both going to be entertaining, fun, fast games, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the Brooklyn Nets team how they're going to mesh. And there's no better test to go up against in the East than the Milwaukee Bucks. So, guys, that is today's episode. I'm really looking forward to the NBA. I hope you guys are too. There will be a lot more NBA content coming your way. Guys, thank you for listening. You will hear a little bit more just in the outro here, but, guys, thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all of the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys, but most importantly, have a great day.